This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. The other day I was teaching and in class I made the uh, the error of uh, bashing the patron saint of Christmas, Mariah Carey, to a bunch of teenage girls, uh, which evidently was horribly, horribly um, a huge mistake on my part, because um, evidently Mariah Carey is now, you know, what Christmas is all about. Um, but I had to remind them that that while they've grown up with All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey, uh, their whole lives, I also remember a time when there was no All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey Christmases. So I remember years when we didn't have that as, as a holiday song. Um, so I, I kind of was wondering, like, this song became a holiday tradition uh, in my lifetime, we don't really have that for the board game and tabletop uh, industry. Uh, there aren't really any games that uh, are annual favorites for, for the holidays. So I thought, well, maybe we should do an episode about uh, what games we think should be holiday traditions. Uh, we've got a uh, full show tonight. Uh, Nathan is back from the AARP pod podcast. We've got Barney, Ben, and Jason. It's episode 129 of the Chaotic Goodcast, stick around. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shoot, and with me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. I'm finally off the train. Oh Let's God. go. Oh God, it took you like 13 hours to get home the other day. It wasn't that bad. I I was all set to be on the on the podcast last week, and then there was no ride shares in mm. in the entire county well, when what? I arrived in Vermont. Guess what? I actually got home in plenty of time. I had dinner, relaxed, unpacked. And then and then I did the podcast. So technically, Doug came home on a ride chair. That's true. That's true. That's true. Mm. Uh, also joining us is artist illustrator of StoryComic.com, the one and only Barney Smith. How does a train hear another train coming with its engineers? Choo choo. Oh, Yikes. Just um. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna hang on a second here. I'm uh, I'm gonna get an antacid. <laughs> Our resident geek of the north, the one and only Jason Hunt. Merry shootmas, everyone. <laughs> Jason, I, I made that graphic, the the thumbnail graphic for this uh, for this episode. I made it with you specifically in mind. I sincerely hope so because I love it. <laughs> it is the stuff of nightmares, and I approve entirely. <laughs> and joining us again this week. Welcome back, Nathan from the AARP podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is uh, exciting. Uh, technically, it's the AARPG podcast. Yeah, the AARP <laughs> podcast is a completely oh, different podcast. That's right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a totally different podcast. We're not plugging that one. Uh, yeah, the AARPG years. podcast. Sorry, Thank my you. bad. There you go. My bad. <laughs> 
we we uh, you guys came on last week. Uh, we really appreciated you coming on and, and being a part of this, uh, being a part of that episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we're uh, going to be giving away a copy of uh, the box set of the Twilight 2000 later later on in this podcast. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to, to do that. Uh, before we get dive into uh, the meat of this uh, this episode, I want to remind folks that if you're listening to the audio podcasts uh, of this show, uh, feel free to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, pretty much wherever you social media oh. your medias. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you uh, be a part of the the episode, just like Jody Denton. Thank you, Jody. Hello and Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Uh, Hungry Ewok, as always. Thank you so much. Looks like Waveman Mav joined us. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this this the, at the beginning of this episode usually hit us at the end. I think. Yeah, and, and Rodrigo. Yeah, <laughs> whose name is growing? I I just mentioned that in the chat. His his, his name <laughs> his seems to be expanding as we go. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Which is fine. I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everyone that joins us. Uh, if you'd like to join us live, you can be a part of the, the podcast and uh, be a part of the conversation in the chat. And we'll even probably feature your, your comment on screen uh, as, as, we, uh, as we stream and record this episode. So awesome. All right. Uh, what do we want to do first? Do we want to give away Twilight 2000 or do we want to talk about... What, what, what do we want to do? What do we? What do we uh, I'm Nathan, up for, Nathan, I'm Nathan, up for I, anything. Did 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 you get to? Did you see any kind of in, increase in, in subscribers? Oh yeah, yeah. For, we got for, we, for your we, podcast. Uh, uh, I think we we're we were sitting at two oh one at the beginning of um of the last show, and we're up to two fifteen now, two sixteen. Nice. 216, okay. I think. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a nice bump, and hopefully they they like the content and, and stick around. Um, uh, got got some attention to some people on the Twilight 2000 Facebook group today too because that group just grows and grows every single week. It's it's pretty awesome. That is. A- it's amazing how many people don't realize there's a new edition. Like it's I stumble crazy. across people all the time, even even with older games that have been out for years. They're like, oh my god, there's a new edition of this game. I had no idea. Like, what rock have you been living under? <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. It's nice to see that uh, folks are excited about a new edition as well. And and uh, so far, like I've said, the the uh, response has been very very positive for this new edition. And it's always hard when you have an existing player base and a, an existing community that that is already kind of attached to previous rule sets to, yeah. to kind of come in and, and make a new edition and, and have them. Yeah. You know, and it seems like uh, seems That's like always the, the trick. You know, this uh, this new edition has. Uh, has captured a lot of folks that, that that were fans of the the old editions, and then it's also uh, garnering a, a whole new audience as well. So that's that's, that's awesome. It's awesome to see. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, go check out the uh, the Twilight Two Thousand. The Twilight Two Thousand by Free League Publishing is that or by Free League? Is that the Facebook yep. group? Yep, uh, by Free League. You know, fourth yep. edition. Um, um, yeah, it's great. It's it's won a lot of people over. You know, a lot of people were s- skeptical, like uh, they're used to their you know first edition, second edition. Yeah. Especially with older games like that that have a diehard following, it's sometimes tough to put a new rule set on something and have it be popular. But yeah, it's it's really taken off. Uh, so I, I I was just happy to kind of be, you know, kind of in there early and and uh, and and uh, you know enjoy the game and and show it to other people. And even though maybe we don't play the same way people other people do, but but we have a ton of fun. So it was it was fun. Uh, it was it was hard ending that that whole series. That was, uh, was, was a good time. 
the, that's all that really matters though as long as you're all having fun i mean that's the, that, that's all that matters when when you're at the table in my, in my opinion and and uh you know to we get bogged down in rules and you know rules lawyering and all that that's just <laughs> it's not not fun for a whole lot of folks so. doug's favorite thing to say when he's jamming us is give me some kind of rule yeah, and uh, we basically I'll get to like, decide. <laughs> you know, when, when 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 they say they want to do something, I'll be like, I'm a pretty easy going. Like just like yeah. you know, I am usually in, in in real life. You you give me a reason why you you know yeah. you should roll for this. Exactly, I'll allow it and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, we th- that's 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 where you put the agency back into the player's hands. Like a player can abuse that if they want to, or. If they've been paying attention, they know what their character can do, what skills they have, how they could mm-hmm. say, this is how I'm going to do it. And that's what you're hoping for, is for a group of players who are going to say, well, I have this skill, and I think that might work. And you, and Doug's always like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, the rule of cool is, is big with me. It's like, if it sounds, especially if it sounds cinematic, I'm going to like, yeah, let's just, let's just for go sure. for it and see what happens. And, and sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it doesn't work out very well. <laughs> Oh, yeah. as, as long as they're up for it and, and they're and they're willing to roll the dice and then that's that's uh that's the most fun absolutely absolutely uh john says uh the only thing that i don't like about the new twilight 2000 is when you scavenge a tank graveyard for eight hours and all you find is a stand lamp so that's that's tear from our, our from our show he's, he's harassed me and uh that, i think that was episode 10 is is he uh yeah, he uh, all he found was a uh, was a lamp, you know, and then he got attacked by some <laughs> Russians. So, <laughs> really wanted that lamp back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like we have Eric uh, from Blow Games joining us. Hello, Eric. Famous Thanks person. So much for for joining us uh, this uh, this episode. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, Let's give away a copy of, of Twilight right. 2002 Let's to one it. of your subscribers, uh, Nathan. Let's, uh, we've got a brand new copy here. Uh, I will uh, try to get it out before Christmas, but I, I can't guarantee that it'll get to uh, your subscriber before Christmas. But it'll be, be a nice, uh, at least a Even nice Even Amazon can't Christmas. do that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be a nice after Christmas uh, gift for them, hopefully. Uh, so you had some entries, and uh, yep. you you uh, picked some at random? Or picked one yeah, at random? we. Uh, I, uh, so Matt... Uh, my co-host Matt, who was here last week, uh, made the list, and I rolled a I rolled a, a die, and uh, one of our new subscribers uh, came up uh, nice. on the list. It was Thomas Kinman, or nice. Kimmon. Sorry, Thomas Kimmon. Thomas, congratulations, um, sir. Yeah, thanks, Thomas. Thanks for subscribing, and and thanks for taking part in the contest. Uh, and I really hope you like this game, and I hope you get put to good use. This is a uh, that's awesome. You're a lucky guy. Uh, Nathan, what I'll have you do is I'll have you CC me uh, in an email with with Thomas, uh, okay. with Thomas, and uh, we'll get we'll get his address and, and send it out send that out to him uh, this week. So awesome. hopefully they can if they've got some sort of holiday break they can hopefully play it uh, during during the break. So yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Excellent, nice. excellent. Uh, and if folks want to uh, to know more about uh, the podcast that you, that you do at the AARPG uh, podcast, so where should folks go if, you, if they're interested? So just uh, just do a search on YouTube for uh, the Advanced Age Role Playing Gamers, uh, or if you just search for Twilight Two Thousand on YouTube, we'll show up like in the first ten. It'll be hard to miss our little. Uh, our little guy with the uh, the cane and the the D twenty head. So <laughs> that's the uh, nicest thing about when you're playing a game that's not massively mainstream. 
when you do actual plays, you show up really quickly on searches. Yeah, and of course we are on all the podcatchers too, so Apple and Spotify and yeah, there he is, hey, Thomas. Thomas. Awesome! Thank you, uh, Thomas. Uh, Thomas, uh, shoot me an email, or I'll, I'll see Nathan and I. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Vic- see what you did there. Victory condition shoot gaming. Me an at, email. Mm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Victory condition gaming at gmail.com and uh, just put Twilight two thousand, and I'll I'll get it out to the mail. I'll get it out in the mail to you tomorrow. And awesome. uh, that is a snazzy picture, by the way, Thomas. Yeah, I, look at the I, that is. Look at that, that is a confident man there. That is a confident that man. Is a, look at that. <laughs> Holy smoke. I need to shave my head. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I'm excited. Thank you, Thomas, for uh, for being a part of uh, uh, this contest. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy that. And, and uh, let us know. Let us know, uh, you know, when, once it's received and uh, you get it to the table. All right, uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about games we'd like to make holiday traditions. Uh, let me get the, the high-definition graphic intro. That uh, I've missed it so much. <laughs> and now, our feature presentation. So holiday yeah, traditions. Yeah, no, 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 I lied. I, I don't miss it at all. I, I love the pixels. You know what you should do, Doug? Doug, you know what you should do? It's because you have that there. I think at the beginning when you do your, before you do your little spiel about what the episode's about, you should actually have an FBI warning first. <laughs> One of those old anti-piracy warnings yeah. from the VHS tapes? Yeah. Do not record. This is not for recording purposes. This is, this is for private what use only to watch That's this show. <laughs> Oh man, uh, so holiday traditions are something that uh, seems to just like we always seem to add more and more to them. Like, like I said, like I remember years where like we didn't have certain Christmas songs, and now there's like Christmas songs that we don't even want to listen to that come up every year. Um, and like, there's just certain things that maybe we do as families or as as people as individual that uh, we, we do every year that uh, gets added to the holiday. And I was trying to think, like, there's not really anything. Like, some people make food every year. Some people get together. Some people have parties. Some people have, like, certain decorations. Uh, but there's not really anything that's, like, tabletop-related that uh, is part of, the like, an annual tradition for this hobby. And so I, I was thinking that maybe we should come up with ideas for tabletop games that should become an, a holiday tradition uh, that uh, should, we should break out every year. I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a couple that I've already, I've already, I've gotten my head. I know Ben, you've got a few games. I, does anybody get together and game during the, during, during Christmas or during the holidays at all? Do you, do you do that? Do you, I have some friends that I that I get some well maybe not this year I don't know because a lot of them are military and some of the military is deployed here right now and a lot of them are gone yeah. but usually I have a couple of guys that come over uh not on Christmas day so much but like around the holidays we get okay. to, we get together and have do some beer and pretzels gaming and stuff like that Nathan what about you so uh, I have to bring this up and if my wife is watching I'm sorry um Ooh. but her, <laughs> so when they get together for holidays, they they like to play Uno. Okay. And yeah, we used to do it, that. But it, it, it's not that Uno. It's oh, it's, we're not playing by the rules. <laughs> ah. it, it's it's uh, 
not quite a contact sport. Um, oh. But it, <laughs> I, I, I'm listening already. Are you, are you pimp slapping each other with the cards or what? I, I, I love, obviously, I love games, but I, I, I can't, I can't hang. I, I just, I, I will because there's just so much yelling and so loud and <laughs> trash talking and, Uno, trash talking and, and and rampant cheating and and as Ooh. long as you get away with it, it's okay. Wow. <laughs> so it, is, uh, it's only cheating if you get caught. Yeah, it's crazy and and uh, like because I, I I I like okay you know I I have like a strategy and and whatnot that you can't you can't play that way because you're the you only know, person at the table playing by the rules. Uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law, yeah, um, me, me, and, me and my mother-in-law play by the rules, and and, and everybody else is is uh, and and like I'm usually the chaotic one in my in my game group, but this is just it's it's way way yeah yeah WWE pretty much, um, but it's it's just so loud, it's just incredibly loud, loud, loud. I can't stress that enough, but yeah, that's that's the when I think about holidays and and going to the in-laws' house, that's what I think about is is Uno. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we used to when when my when my grandmothers were alive, uh, we used to get together and we'd always play cards. And mm. even like that, it, it wasn't just always around the holidays, but just just in general, we'd, we'd go over to their houses and and we'd all play cards. But yeah, it wasn't any. There's not really any gaming that we that uh, I've gotten to I've gotten to do with any friends. Uh, ben, how about you? What is uh... so my family. And and my partner, my wife, uh, are not gamers. So uh, gaming has never been a big part of my holiday. And I've like slowly started being like, "Hey, how about we try this?" <laughs> and some are some are hits, and a lot are misses. Um, but yeah, the games that I I'm going to talk about today have have been pretty well received when I've tried to tried to bring them out and uh, I'm hoping maybe one of them will stick and can actually be like a, a, a yearly thing. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's uh gaming at the holidays is going to be a new thing for me if I can push it through. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Barney, uh, how about you, you and your family, you've got a lot of little ones at, at the house. So, so that's, that's kind of a hard, hard thing to, to get them into like, Typical board, like like hobby board games. There's a lot of kids board games, of course. But there's a lot. Uh, you know what I'm, I think about? You know, like when you when you kind of propose this uh, this topic, you know what we our family growing up, we never we never were big board gamers, but for some reason we would always get a board game for Christmas. There was always a board game, so it was like the only time we would play board games is on Christmas. So it's the idea of board games for me is has this incredible sense of nostalgia about it so mm. i've always and so and i think that's the reason why as an adult i've been drawn to board games not because of my adult life but because it it's always reminiscent for me as um as as kids and we played um one one big board game i remember was we, we got it back in 1982 it was the pac-man pac-man board game i remember and, i remember getting that sure yeah and um uh, did you did you have it loaded up did you take the? Like, I, I didn't. I didn't bring it up. No, I. I He's like queued you up and everything. Been talking. I've been like talking about. I know, but it's got. But but the audio podcast can't. Uh, is not going to see it anyway. Podcast. But 
we had yeah so the it, it came out in 1982 was the it came out and so i was six six at the time when that came out um and and you know ever since then we've always done that also in the family we've we've always made sure that we've always bought board games um you know kind of trying to recreate that it's the most recent board game that i had that actually was re-released that you can get now it was uh it was called the enchanted forest and i have a copy of that right here the enchanted forest i play this now with our kids have you guys ever played the enchanted forest um matt was talking about my my co-host matt was talking about that this is a fun game. Like, I, I think I think Jason plays that all the time. Jason, you play this. You got little no. tiny trees. You got little tiny trees that you you. I would. Uh, you know what I would do? I would take the trees and use them as terrain in other games. They are. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool because what it is is they have like little things underneath the trees, and you have to find. It's like a memory game in a way where you have to try to find the um, what treasures hidden underneath each tree. Uh, so I play that. We 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 got this at Christmas last year. We played it a few times already. So, is it? Um, and it looks like it's by Ravensburger. Yeah, it's a Ravensburger. Yes, yes. nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Kind of, kind of reminds me of Cones of Dunshire. It does. It does. <laughs> Wasn't there a, a game that came out a couple of years ago? I think it was a, a kids' game that was used. Uh, you're supposed to play in the dark and had a light and had there's a forest and you had to. Yep. Or what what that was called that looked interesting but you know I, I think that was uh that was oh what was it called that was the one i suggested last time we were talking about board games doug when we were we had to pick our like uh, you want us to pick our top three or something like that or uh that board the, games. Uh, set a watch is that that one or uh, i'm trying to remember what it was called now it's uh hang on, see if i can find it again yeah see if you can google it in, in the meantime yeah um so well, along with Barney, I, I totally, I totally agree. I, growing up, we did get I, like my brother and I. We used to get uh, board games uh, growing up, and when we were, when we were younger, and you know, you want to talk about weird board games? Like the '80s had some weird board game like for kids. You know, growing up, we had um, we had this. I, I want to bite your finger. Do you remember this board game? Like where you like stick your finger in like this plastic. Vampire's mouth, and then like you'd like push this thing, and it would like clamp down on your finger, and it would leave like two red. Like, <laughs> do you remember this? No. What kind it was, of like, crazy weird, games are you like, playing? It was. It had like this thing that would like. It had like this cape that would like open up, and it would like open it up, and you'd have to put your finger in it. Yeah, it's called I want to bite your finger. Like I can show you on like hmm. look look it up on YouTube. There's like <laughs> the, the, you uh, are a the, crazy person. Yeah, gonna, after this podcast, I'm going to show you guys the, the the ad for I want to bite. Your finger. Um, the one I was talking about is Shadows <laughs> in the Forest. That's oh, it. okay. Yeah, the there's trees that you place around the board, and there's a, a lantern. And yeah. if your if your playable character yeah. is exposed by the lantern light, that's bad. You always want to stay oh, okay. in the shadows. Yeah, 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 I remember you talking about yeah. that. That's that's right. That's right. It's a really cool mechanic. That's awesome. Um, the one game that, that I besides I want to bite your finger, which I know hasn't hasn't been uh, oh my hasn't God, been real. reissued yet. Uh, what, what did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I'm looking it? at I'm looking at the board game geek uh, entry now. Oh no! Yeah, it's it's a classic '80s like kids board game. So I mean, it's an '80s board game. It is. I don't know if it, I don't know it's, if it's classic. Uh, yeah, I was gonna it's, say. It's can classic. you really it's say classic? classic. <laughs> 
So my next door neighbor had the kiss for Mrs. Game. Smith is here. Yeah, she's, she's, she's. Hi guys. Hello, hello. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Guys We're used to seeing the kids. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They usually drop by. <laughs> yeah. How you guys doing? We're doing. Good. We're doing well. well. We're doing well. How's is Barney behaving? Is yes. is he on the naughty list this week this year or is he on the? Is he on the, the I'm there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> Nothing but coal this year. <laughs> although although coal's expensive, so that's maybe, coal's expensive, so you might want to right. skip that. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys all set for the holidays? Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm good. Doc, did you talk about what I talked about? I, I, I have not. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it in the, in the post credit scene. We'll do, we'll do a little uh -oh. Edith's plug in the, in the post credit scene. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, your, wife, your wife's so awesome, Barney. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so... Now, now I'm totally off track. I can't remember what ah, we were talking about. Ah, ah, it wasn't me. I did not derail. It was Barney's wife. Ah. Yeah, yeah, this is the best. That's my wife. <laughs> uh, so the other board game that we got when I was growing up was... Uh, now I can't think of the game... <laughs> Can't think of the game. I totally got sidetracked now. It was put out by, by Restoration Games just recently. It's got Dark Tower. No, what's what's the one with the island? Fireball Island. Fireball, Fireball Island. Island. I couldn't think of Fireball yeah. for the life of me. So yeah, Fireball crazy. Island, we actually had it growing up, and we played the heck out of that game. It was totally lame. It was totally a roll and move game, and but we loved it. We loved it. And and we would like put like, we wouldn't even use it for like the, the, the game itself. We would just set up the Island and like put like little like army men and like throw the, like put the little marbles down the, the shoots and everything and have the, have the head to spit them out and, and knock them all down. Like, so my first pick for a game that I want to make a tradition, traditional holiday game, just because of the nostalgia factor alone, is Fireball Island. And if you've got kids, this is a great game. It's pretty easy yeah. to kind of pick up and play. Mm -hmm. um, it looks really cool on the table. Um, looks very cool on the table. Right. It's got like these 3D, you know, boards that you kind of stack mm -hmm. up and you make One of the first ones actually of. back then that was actually in three dimensions. Most, right. most games back then were flat. The game, the game in the 80s was trash. Like let's let's be honest. Like it was a rolling <laughs> a rolling move game, and it was there was no. It wasn't. It wasn't exactly a. Uh, it wasn't a strategy game. It was a. Right. It was just a pure luck game. And even now, this game by Restoration Games isn't super heavy. It's it's. No. They, they've put a little more meat onto it for for us in the hobby, but only to kind of play Still, it with the yeah. Market. yeah it's yeah. it's it's fairly light and you but can probably find it in the discount bin at your local store because most stores have cleared out the original in favor of the new one yeah i mean there's there is because they they just put out a, a, a smaller version of of fireball island uh that because uh, they had the kickstarter version and now there's like a special retail version that that uh, i think is out in some yep. box stores um so if you can find it i think it's under like 40 bucks it, oh yeah, it's not. It, it's not a complicated. It's not a. Which the, the only, compared the only, to the Kickstarter yeah. version is is a lot cheaper. cheaper so. It yeah. is a lot cheaper. 
Um, the only thing about Fireball Island is it's kind of bulky. That's the only drawback to the game. It is. It, it's hard to, hard to move around, hard, hard to transport. Super fun to play as like a, a convention game. And setup's game. a breeze. <laughs> right. Setup is a breeze. It's super fun to play as a convention game. We played it at uh, Granite Con, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It's got, like like Ben said, it's it's got some really great table presence. Uh, I I like it. I think it's I think it's a great entry level game for for kids, and it just it hits that nostalgia factor for me. I remember growing up with it for years, just like Barney with his Pac Man game. We had that game too, but we didn't like we lost all the marbles and like the Pac Man yeah. kind of like broke. <laughs> Always so the first played. thing to go on any game that has rolling. In I mean, pieces. I lost my marbles a yeah. long, long time. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, I think we've all lost our marbles. He, he he put that one on a team, was just waiting for somebody to swing at it. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Nathan, have you have you seen this Fireball Island game? No, I just looked it up. I hadn't actually uh, seen that before. That's uh, that's it's, news to me. It's really cool how how Restoration Games has kind of taken some of these these games that we all knew, we all like kind of know and love, and that we grew up with, and they're kind of making them more for the hobby. I mean, mm. they're still in the whole feel of what what we yeah. kind of grew up with. But they're a little more gamified. I guess that's probably a word that you can probably use well, for that. I guess I'm sure. Probably even the shoots that the marbles roll down are, are better tooled. So, because a lot of the problem with Fireball Island when I played it as a kid was oh, you start a marble rolling and it would go rocketing off the table. <laughs> it wouldn't hit anything. It would just shoot off the table instantly, and you were just like, "Well, put it back on the you put it back on the slide and try it again, and it would fall off the table again." You spent more time chasing marbles around on the floor than actually <laughs> using them for game. Yeah. So I got. I was just thinking. Here's another one, Doug. So we're the same age. Um, we're smack dab in the middle. You know, we got we got Jason and Nathan like a couple years above us. Benjamin, <laughs> who is just you know the whippersnapper. He's, the whippersnapper. he's a couple <laughs> decades below us. Millennial whippersnapper. Do you remember? Do you guys remember this? I as you were talking about Fireball Island, I had this spark of nostalgia come up. Do you guys remember things? I remember you lots remember of things. things? <laughs> just things? No, it was. I don't um, remember things. I don't know. Okay, I got nothing. So I, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to go ahead and and paste this in the in the. I'm not in the stream chat, so if you guys want to paste this in the private from the private chat to the stream, this, they they were. It's a. These were these were these um, games. Things stood for totally hilarious, incredibly neat games of skill. It was these tiny little things that came out in the year 86 to 88. It was like five or six of these little games. That oh, these this is the same company that eventually went on to do, uh, um, oh, what was that hippo game with the marbles? Hungry Hungry Hippo? No, no, hungry, this, hungry hippo. no this was way this, after Hungry Hungry Hippo. Was it after? I thought it was before. No, Hungry Hungry Hippo came hmm. out like that way early. Oh, yeah, this is, no, this is Milton Bradley. I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, do you remember no, I, these? Do you remember these? I uh, vaguely I don't really. Not really. Nope. I don't. None of them are st saying, "Holy cow!" No. I remember playing this. I got. No. I got nothing on these. I got, I got, sorry, it's like Barney. Me, it's like me, like you know, you know, you know, talking like in <laughs> expositions about RoboForce. How that's the superior <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eric remembers. <laughs> Eric remembers a lot of things. <laughs> so, Ben, you have you have some some suggestions for, uh, for games you want to make uh, yeah. holiday traditions. Uh, what what uh, what's your what's one of your first uh, so first suggestions? As I said before, no one in my immediate holiday group is is a gamer. 
Uh, yeah, Doug, especially not a gamer, as he points to himself. No, so, that's, that's the same thing uh, for my house. Uh, so uh, one of the ones that I actually broke out this year uh, that was pretty well received was uh, Stringamajig. Oh, uh, this yeah, is from Fireside it. Games. And this is basically like a, it's a charades kind of style game, but you use you have to use a string, like a kind of a cat's cradle string, to draw and shape and uh, just it, exemplify what it is you're trying to, to get around. And it plays pretty quick. You're trying to go through as many as you can uh, as uh, within a certain timer. And I actually got some of the, uh, some of the older crowd, the, the parental units, uh, kind of getting into it and trying this out. So this was a hit. I don't know if it's going to be your tradition, but we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. So we'll try it again next year and see. We saw that at, uh, at Gamma Expo, right? Isn't that that was at Gamma, saw? yeah. Yeah, like yep. 2020? 20, 20, uh, yeah, technically 2020, yeah. Yeah. Right before feels everything like so went long on ago. Fire. It does feel <laughs> like so long ago. Yeah, that was really fun. Like, I th- they demoed it for us. And mm-hmm. I think, did you play it? At one point, I and, did, yeah. And then, and then you ch- walked away. I didn't. I don't think I played it, but I watched you play it, and you walked mm-hmm. away. You're like, oh, that was that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, when when I saw just this this like cat's cradle string sitting on a table and a stack of cards next to it, I'm like, okay, what are we actually doing here? Like, but the rules themselves encourage you to be dynamic with the string and use the string to physically manipulate it rather than just lay it out in whatever shape you want. They encourage you to, to play around with it and actually get active with it. And that was, uh, that's the thing that really made it. Uh, they, they actually show right on the back of the, um, right on the back of the box that they want you to, to actually, uh, gesture with things they show a little uh, guitar uh shape and they show that the person kind of strumming it and and trying to make the guess so uh it's a, it's a, it's good it's good it's probably better than it has a right to be when considering it's just a deck of cards with subject matter and then <laughs> and a string a, a, a loop <laughs> of string but it works it's wonderful yep absolutely absolutely uh Jason, do you have a suggestion for a, for a holiday tradition game? I was thinking, like I had a few criteria when I was putting together a list of this. I was, it had to be something that was easy to get to the table, very short setup because you may have you know younger people or kids or distracted people or whatever trying to play. So you want it to be something that was easy to get to the table, quick to set up, and short to play. Uh, like so, no long form games that are going to like nobody wants to sit at the table for three and a half hours playing the same game. Uh, unless they're serious gamers. So if you're trying to get in, like Ben said, the non-gaming guys. Um, one of the things that I've been looking at for quite a while now is a thing called Derby Racing. It's a horse racing game. You play it with dice and cards. Uh, it's just you have a deck of cards that you draw that determines uh, where you move on the track. Uh, you roll dice to see how far you move. Uh, and you could play, it takes, I don't know, probably 25 minutes to play a round. And it's the kind of game where you could develop a championship aspect to it too. So year on year, you could have people coming over being yeah, like, Hey, okay. you know, Steve won last year, this year, I'm going to try and take his, take the crown from him kind of thing. So it has that sort of mechanic to it. It's very simple. It's all contained. It's all self-contained. There's just two dice, a deck of cards. The board is already pre-built in most cases. It's very, 
because uh, it's just literally a little horse figurine in a track that runs across the map, and you just advance along the track until you hit the finish line. So very easy mechanically. So that's another good aspect to it. it takes like six minutes to get it out of the box and rolling. So nice. that, was, that was my first idea anyway. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. One of my, one of my favorite uh, games from the past uh, few years is the, the uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but the Tsuro series, T-S-U-R-O. Mm. Uh, that whole mm-hmm. series of games is, is mm-hmm. fun because they're so quick and easy to set up, yeah. uh, very teachable, takes just you know, a couple minutes to, to get the hang of it. And uh, there's a lot of strategy. So there's... Uh, uh, and you could you could sit there and play that game over and over again for for a couple hours and, and not get too bored. So yep. that, I think that's been a winner in in, uh, in other family type events. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a really beautiful game too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it's very pretty. I could, so a, a good uh, for me a, a good a, a good game that I that I play. It's like there's some there's something about, like I said I got two girls a five year old and a seven year old. I like those. I like to playing those board games that will kind of get them into playing board games. So you've got to find a, and I don't know if I'm going to lose my VCG card on this one, but I just want to <laughs> say that, um, that I don't know I'll get revoked, but playing those, those Disney themed, like, you know, like all those basic <sighs> games, all those basic games that we see that mm-hmm. are the general those mass market ones. Mass market was like trouble or, you know, like sorry or all those, but like Disney princess trouble or, you know, like all those other ones that are just, then they kind of start to learn how to play it. And then what you do is then you can start getting into more co-ops thing. That's the other thing. When you're playing with a five and a seven year old, it's so hard to, all those games that are those mass market ones, they're not really co-op. I don't know of any ones that are like, right. You're so that's the challenge. So what you end up having to do is pay, play some games that are more, co-op that are fun um for instance i tell you i played this one with uh with elizabeth my seven-year-old and she loved it and so this will get me back this will get me back is this one right here that's puppy right here man this oh, one. Dungeon, yeah. Yeah. oh my yep. god that's a Old classic school dungeon. you can you can play it as a co-op because it is kind of co-op but also it's it's an adventure there's the, the visuals of it is fun there's so much so this is, we, we kind of make this kind of like a starting that to be a tradition. It's unlike what Jason was saying, it does take a long time to set up, but it does. It, it's something it's not that of, long. No, you're right. It doesn't take that it's long. Like, but it's like what? Two stacks of cards, some dice and some markers. Right. And I mean, it's, it, it's, but it's, uh, but you kind of have to set it for a bit. You can't just sit down and play it for. Well, yeah, you can't just unfold the thing and be rolling dice, yeah, because you have to build the map and all. That's a fairly inexpensive game too, it is. so it's not like yeah. a big barrier of entry. I think you can usually pick it up for like under twenty bucks most most yeah. of the time. Oh, that, these this day and age for sure, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fun, and it's and it's a great way to introduce even five six year olds can play that game. So. Um, the one thing, the one game that that I will tell you that is always a hit with like five and like that whole younger demographic is, and it's it's you have to have the right family setting for it because some mm-hmm. like if you're at grandma's house and you get rowdy, sometimes she gets kind of mad that uh, you're getting you you you're you're riling the kids up. But I'll tell you what, Happy Salmon 
is super fun at the holidays because you get the kids all riled up. And if you're not familiar with Happy Salmon, it was actually just acquired by Exploding Kittens. Happy Salmon, uh, all, the, all you've got, uh, you give each of the, the players a little deck of cards and they have like various things that they have to do. Like it shows like these fish, like these salmon doing various things like like pound it like you fist bump uh you high five you uh happy salmon so you have to kind of like hit your like your your thing you have to switcheroo so you have to switch places with with the other person and basically you're trying to find a match and then once you find a match with somebody you get rid of that card and then you the first person to get rid of all their cards uh wins and usually it's just it's like it's usually like five or six people I think it's five people and all it is is just pure chaos because everybody's screaming the thing that they want to find the match for. And so you've got like little kids like trying to say high five, pound it, switcheroo, like that's all it is. So if you've got folks, if you've got family members that like to have a kind of a chill, quiet holiday season, this is probably not the game to, to, to bring, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, kids love it. Because they get to be crazy and zany and loud and obnoxious and and you know even forty five year olds. I was gonna say that's also why you you love, like it, Doug. So it's fun and it plays. I, in like I've seen you. I've like, seen you play this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. When I play Happy Salmon, I know you know you know I know winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table, but when it comes to Happy Salmon, it's all about winning. Kid so, gloves are off. Exactly. <laughs> super fun it's fairly inexpensive to pick up it used to come in like this little ziploc or this little like fabric zippy like salmon trout yeah yeah this little salmon salmon case um i think they're changing it up now i think it's going to come in like a little deck card deck now um now yeah it'll be in a box yeah it'll be be in a box but i'll tell you what super fun like you just have to have the right people around you and it's okay. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to have the kids just exert and some energy and if you're grumpy at the in-laws, you want to just wind up the children. And exactly. Let them it's, it's, it's like when you buy, you know, your niece or nephew, the drum set for Christmas, you know, you don't buy that stuff for your kid. You buy Ooh. it for other people's kids. The noisy toys are all right. aunts and uncle gifts. So when you, <laughs> when you go over to, and you don't want to have this game at your house, like if you're having a Christmas party at your house, you don't really want it because it's going to probably annoy, you know, the other people. You bring it over to, like, somebody else's house and be like, hey, I've got this really fun game that the kids can play all together. And then just, you know, it's just going to be yelling and, and screaming. And, and next season, next year around. when they get mad, they bring it back. Exactly. <laughs> and they do have a silent mode where you're not supposed to talk. You're supposed nope. to just use just use the hand gestures to try to find your, your match. So nobody plays it that way. That's, no, no, no one does play it that way. But that is a no, variant. So if you're a recommended worried, one for VCG gaming, though. <laughs> If if you're if you're playing it that way, you're not playing it right. That's all. <laughs> if you're not if you're not annoying like the people around you, like you're not playing Happy Salmon. That that's that's kind of like that's it is one of those games that's super fun and super quick. Like we we've played it at conventions. Like the first game like of the of this convention like morning, like just to get everybody up and running and 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 get some blood running. You know after you know. Yeah, a, a long night of gaming or whatever. Uh, so 
don't do it during the middle of you know like dinner or something but definitely have it it's fun it's it's fairly inexpensive i think you can pick it up for less than 15 bucks again you can probably pick it up for almost 10 bucks i'm guessing but i'm not sure uh it's 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 fun it's fun that 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 would be if you've got younger kids especially in that 5 to 7 like every like most every kid can knows how to high five and to fist bump and to switch places and to i think you like twirl around to i can't remember what, i can't remember all the different things but there there it's just it's just yelling and screaming for you know a good solid couple minutes and you know yelling and screaming the card game yeah yeah it's fun. that's uno i told you guys that pretty already. much yeah that, that's, <laughs> uno. That's, that's pretty much what it is uh nathan yeah yeah that, that forget forget the uh, happy salmon at your house it's just the, the it's, uno. It's, it's uno it's uno Fair uh, all right Ben, what else? Uh, what else you got for us for a suggestion of a holiday tradition game? So uh, this one kind of ties in to the probably not good for dinner uh, time of play, and this is uh, junk art. This is uh, from Pretzel Games, and this is a dexterity-based stacking game that also has some uh, a, a bit of gamer aspect to it you're trying to build your structure within certain rules and things have to be stacked a certain way or to a certain height and none of the things that are getting stacked have really any straight edges so things are going to fall over things are going to make noise as they clatter around uh this is the what i have here is the third edition of the game I actually uh, would recommend trying to seek out the first edition of the game if you can, because that came with nice, sturdy wooden pieces, whereas the second and third edition of the game now have plastic pieces. Um, but it is it is fun regardless of trying to set up these ridiculous these ridiculous structures that are supposed to be inspired by uh, art cities around the world, such as Paris and Montreal and, and New York. And it's, it's just a fun stacking game, a good way to wind down. Uh, things shouldn't get too crazy around the table like Happy Salmon and Uno does, but uh, you will definitely need table space for this. So don't, don't do it while you're passing the biscuits. Sounds like it's it's a more advanced version of Jenga. Kind of, except in this you're adding to rather than you know taking away and moving. Yeah. So, but yeah, Backwards things Jenga. get <laughs> things can get crazy pretty quickly with with some of the structures you can build. Nice. The, the people that I game with would get super upset. They would get halfway through building something and it would collapse, and there would just be <sighs> swearing and name calling. <laughs> That's the type of game that, like, if you bump the table, like that's uh, that's yeah. oh, it's that's over. When, it's when over. That's, yeah, yeah, that, people, yeah. People get really annoyed when when you. That's bump how you don't get invited back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. It happens. It happens. <laughs> uh, Jason, what else? What else do you got for us? Do you have another? Uh, um, game? I have one for Barney. Actually, I don't know if his kids are quite old enough for it yet, but Besides in the co-op vein. Yes, besides Happy Salmon. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if his kids are quite old enough yet. I don't know what their game playing level is for board games. Uh, but Castle Panic is a cooperative game. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's a it's a card-based cooperative game. There's a castle in the middle of the board, and each of your players sits around the table, 
and each player controls a quadrant of the board. And what happens is every turn, monsters spawn at the edge of the board and move inwards towards Ooh. towards your castle. And every round, you go around the table and you are trying to stop the monsters from reaching your castle. And if they reach your castle, they start to knock down walls. Uh, so, and you can play cooperatively. You can say, like, if it's your turn and you uh, you don't have the right card to hit a creature that's in like the third zone because you need an archer to get that far. Uh, one of the other players can say, well, I have an archer. I can do that for you. Uh, and it's basically just a, you're trying to stem the tide before they reach your castle. And that's the entire game mechanic right there. There, So it's a, it's a tech of tower defense game. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's literally a tower defense game. That's what you're trying to do the whole game. You so are defending a, a tower. I just looked it up. Um, it's There's ages four plus, uh, yeah. four, ages four. It's called My First Castle Panic. Yeah, there is a yeah, there is a kids version, yeah, and the mechan the mechanics of the game are very scalable from the from the uh, children's version to the adult version. There's not uh, it's basically what they did is they made the rules more picture based than actual right. like word based for the for the beginning version. But honestly, it's very simple. Like there's only like four card types that really matter. Um, there's the the close, medium, long, and like different range categories. Uh, and once you master that, it's just a matter of uh, you're you're basically desperately trying to draw the right cards amongst all the players on the board to try and stop them from getting to the walls. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one a lot in the stores. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game. It's super easy to set up. Uh, you're basically it's a flat board. You give uh, the the card pile goes out. You set up the castle. And it's just a ver- uh, various walls around the castle, and you just the the monster deck is self generating. You just shuffle it as you need to. It's really cool, and it's very simple. It's simple to learn. I don't want to say difficult to master. Like I don't, I don't want to call it like chess or anything like that, but the replay value is pretty huge for that game. So there's no, like no two games play the same way. I mean, generally they're the same. I mean, the monsters are trying to knock your castle down, but sometimes you'll get really simple monsters. Sometimes you get really hard monsters. So replay. And, uh, there. Uh, Fireside games, the company that, that produces that, I believe uh, they're going to be trying to do a big deluxe version here. Really? Uh, coming up pretty soon. That'll have 3D cool. figures, 3D oh. towers. Uh, so if you really want to make this a tradition, invest nice. a little bit and get the fancy one. Get the deluxe Ooh. version, yes. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Nathan, do you have uh, any other uh, suggestions for... Uh... Yeah, uh, you know, I have a horrible memory, but I have like a, I have a stacky game down, downstairs that... Uh, I, I should have looked through, but there's there's a one game that we play sometimes. It's the uh, it's kind of a uh, a take on the uh, the old monster movies. So they have like Godzilla type creatures and kind of build your own creature, and each person has to build build a uh, build a monster. Uh, is it Tokyo or something? King of King of Tokyo. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, I was King, getting there. King of Tokyo is a great game. Yeah, so so uh, that that's a lot of fun. I, I I think I like that more than some of my family members. But that, I like the whole aspect of kind of being able to kind of customize your monster, and it's a whole King of the Hill style uh, style of game where you're uh, you're trying to be, I guess, King of Tokyo, or uh, they have a bunch of expansions for it too. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I, I think that's uh, and there's you know a bit of a, a dice mechanic too, so there's some randomness. Uh, thrown in with some strategy so um yeah i, I like games like that some, some games are like simple to to pick up and, and start playing 
Um, there's games I would play, uh, like Gloomhaven and, and stuff like that, which, you know, take like, you know, an hour to yeah. set up and then no, absolutely. it's know, fantasy risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twilight Imperium. Yeah. I love oh you know, access and allies, you know, Mm-mm. those are great, but, but yeah, it's like, it's once somebody pulls one of those games out, you're like, oh. yeah, you're, mm-hmm. if somebody pulls one of those games out, you need to have a sleeping bag and <laughs> yeah. plans not to see a loved one for three days. Right. Yeah, I'll you, tell you, you have to be committed. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to have like the right audience for those games. Like, yeah. you know, if you can't like explain it within like a few minutes, then a lot of times you just lose your audience and they're just like, now nah, we're not going to, we'll go, you know, help mom in the kitchen or whatever, you know, it's like playing grips for, for, uh, it, Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah, you need you need to be fans of that particular genre, like yeah. Twilight Imperium. If you're not a science fiction fan, don't yeah. even bother sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. Axis and Allies. If you don't like the old World War games, don't even sit at that table because you will not have fun. I, have- I will say that King of Tokyo is one of those games, like like Jason said, that like you can kind of have like you can have like a reigning King of Tokyo champion. Ex- yeah. That's the, the kind of game of the, that I think the holidays, would be perfect. And then, like going into the next year, you could you could be like, yeah. oh well, they were the they were the king last year. Yeah. Now who's who's going to dethrone the king this year? Yep. So yeah, uh, that it's is definitely reminds me like growing up, my, that game for me was uh, Scotland Yard. I think it was called okay. Scotland I Yard was, is a great game. I was I I don't know I was impossible. I was king of that game. I, uh, if I if I was <laughs> the, uh, the the guy trying to get away. Uh, like I was so good at like misleading people and making them kind of uh, at the end of the game, so, I'd be on the complete other side of the board where everybody was like trying to, to circle me in someplace else. Um, but so that this was, is uh, a little telling for the Uno side of things. If Nathan is a <laughs> liar. <laughs> I, so what, what you guys were talking there, I mean, this, this has just been so like, to so many ideas of just from memories that keep popping in. It's one thing, and I've never figured it out. You know, it's how many times, how many times have like, I don't know, Doug, I know for you is like that you would buy something for Christmas for your for your kids that you actually wanted yourself, but you didn't, I don't know you what you're talking about. I never did that. <laughs> My father, he did this every year. I don't know what have he would always buy that we'd always have a family family Christmas present. It was slot car racing, a slot car racing track. Okay, yeah, we had one of those. It's kind of a game, but like, I don't know what we never asked for it. But he would be like, "Whoa, look at this! We got another one of these slot cars." And he would like, he would, he would be the first one to set it up and play it. And we're like, "Okay, who's the cop? Who's who's the who's the race car and who's the police car?" You know, and that was the one thing is like it would last maybe a week because then a piece would get bent or broken or like, yeah, yeah the old slot car games were terrible for that. Yeah. And it was, but you know what this, as you're talking about, like I'm looking, they're still super cheap. They're like, yeah, they're actually like, they make like, them, they still make them every year. Yeah. yeah. They're wildly cheap now. <laughs> I remember that's you can they even have a luxury item. Yeah. They even have versions now. You know those little remote control cars you used to be able to buy that had the little tiny, like you had the little tiny remote control wheel. They were the greatest. You had like a ten foot range on them with the wireless or whatever. Yeah. But they have tracks for those now, so you can literally play like GTA, <laughs> smashing into other people as you go, driving around tracks, and they get really elaborate tracks now. Right. I love setting up my old Hot Wheels tracks, you know, where you like kind of oh, yeah. plant something to a piece of furniture. Yep. 
Your yep. parents come in and they're like, what in the heck have you done to the living room? <laughs> it's a track now, mom. We'll go away. We just, I remember there's like those games, like those are, those slot car races is like, it's, I don't know if this, I don't know, just for me, it's always been distinctly like a Christmas thing because we don't even get them at Christmas. Well, we you kind of can't be, leave them set up. So they're very Christmas related. Yeah. Right. Right. They're, yeah. they're usually, especially if you get a deluxe version, the track will cover a good 10 square feet of your living room. Right, and, we, so, like, and, one, and once you take them down, it's like one of those things. Like, okay, oh, well, we yeah, take it down. No one sets it back up again. We've no. never set it back up again. <laughs> it goes in a box. You lose a piece, and then you're done. Because if you don't have all the pieces, the track doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so, one of the things that I was thinking about while while we were, you know, when we established this was going to be the topic of of the show was like I remember some houses like setting up like a Christmas train. Like and having like yeah. as a decoration, like that was, and I was like, you know what? There's not a whole lot of like train themed, like games that would be tied into like the holiday that you would play. Like people always like that was one of the things that I that I that my mind immediately went to when we talked about this. It was like, oh, train setups, like setting up trains. But there's not really. I mean, there's like, what's the ticket to ride is probably the most popular train like board game but there's not really any like is there is there any kind of like train themed game that would be kind of like along this line i don't know ben what what do you you probably know better than i do there are a bunch of train games out there a lot of them tend to be and i'll probably get eviscerated for this on the internet saying this but uh they tend to be pretty dry. Right, they are right. resource management. Uh, pew, pew, you know, pew. You're like laying laying out uh, routes and trading money, and like the trains are kind of not really the focus. It's right, more right. the the business behind the the train lines. So yeah, we need we need something kind of fun and and upbeat like Colt Express. Now that's a fun. <laughs> that's uh, not very holiday uh, themed, though. It's, it's not very holiday themed. It's yeah, cowboys and Native Americans, and uh, and not the probably not quite in line with the holiday <laughs> no. overall theming. But um, Ticket to Ride is really the the train game now. Yeah, like really, and they've got the they've got the Nordic Country uh, map, which gives you a little bit of like Canada? you know the Arctic Circle. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, when when Barney was saying like slot cars, like I was like, oh yeah, I remember like you know people used to set up not not slot cars. We didn't have we we had uh, certain house. Some family members had had train setups. That, that that that's what, and that's immediately when what my brain went to when when we were uh, when we were doing this uh, episode. I had a friend whose whole basement was a train set. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. No, my when you got to it. the bottom of the basement stairs, you had to literally go down on your hands and knees, crawl to the middle of the basement stand up in the control center of the train and it was the most wild basement i've ever seen in my life like literally the entire basement is just mountains with train tracks running everywhere they had like nine separate tracks and they would just sit there with their little ho i think it's ho scale i think that's what they call it that sounds right yeah and they would just sit there doing little like scale figures and Boy, were they ever upset if you if you tried to do something that wasn't to scale or like because most people when you get a train set you're like how fast can I make this train go <laughs> and they're like no trains don't exceed the following speeds on certain tracks you know that's how very intense train folks can be. <laughs> 
Yeah, I had a great uncle that uh, had uh, a really huge uh, train set up uh, back in the day, and we they you spent know, a lot go, of money on this. To, to see it was like a big deal. Like we were at, like it was like yeah, it's like you're getting into a shrine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, we we'll see some great white gloves uh, only. Touch nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't want your scummy little children fingerprints on things. <laughs> he, he was a super nice, uh, nice guy, but it was just like that was the one thing that he was super, super yeah. passionate about. Was it was, was you know train, train folks actually? If you want to see. An example of someone who is super focused on one hobby most trained folks that get really deep into the hobby that's them right there yeah that's true that's right yeah so we have that tra um trans america is uh is a game i just uh linked it on our on our chat there um that's a light one that takes 30 minutes you can play it with uh family so is, it, is it holiday themed um, it's train themed. You just asked about train. Themed. No, 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 no. I said, I said, uh, if uh, I said there wasn't really like a, a holiday, like train themed game that like, Oh, the po Polar Express, the Polar Express. There I'm surprised that, there that, isn't that's a Polar That's what we Express. need. Yeah, like, we yeah. Express yeah. the board. There, um, in, I don't know if you guys do it in the States, but in Canada, there is actually a Christmas train. Um, we, we used to via, do that. via rail, I think it is. I think it's via rail. I could be wrong. Uh, might be CN. I'm not sure. They have like a 25 car train that travels along the uh, the cross Canada track, going from town to town, and it is gorgeously lit up. Yeah, like, it's amazing to watch that thing pull into the station. And I don't think they do anything else other than just show up and you look at the nice train and then it goes on. But uh, I've seen pictures of it, and the thing is gorgeous. We, yeah. we Polar used to Express, have the board game. There is Polar Express. Is there a Polar Express? Oh, I'm sure there will. I guarantee you it's yeah, a popular it's, enough movie. Yeah. Probably not a very good game because we don't know much about yeah, it. Yeah, it's probably one of those mass market games. But that, that's all right. That's all right. Oh, there's what Murder on the Polar Express. There you go. We can play that. Yeah, we could, we could crack that open for the holidays. That would be great. <laughs> I, I will a, say there there's not a lot of like holiday-themed board games really that isn't. really – like have staying power there there are a few that pop up for a season and people play them but then like the slot car they just get pushed into the back of the closet um well, so it's any, any, any like you're not yeah, gonna pull a christmas game out yeah like, there's your niche you're not, right. yeah you're not gonna whip out a christmas game Mariah in the summer oh no please no please no please no please 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 no all we want for christmas is not mariah carey <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no. So the other the other board game that, that I thought that would be a great uh, holiday tradition is Pandemic. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> no, that was perfect. <laughs> if you can't make fun of it at this point, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, why, why not? <laughs> I would I would actually kind of be impressed if some staying power games like Pandemic or even. Uh, Carcassonne, uh, Catan, stuff like that. Release a Christmas set. You know, right. have all the tiles yeah. be winter themed. Yeah. Like, why can't it be winter in Catan? Why not? You know, have all the rivers yeah, frozen yeah. over with ice and make a different mechanic where you can actually get across the river kind of thing, you know? A couple of years ago, Catan did do a, it was like a Christmas card that you could purchase and send out. And it had cool. the Santa Claus mini expansion. And he, <laughs> repl he replaced the robber and he would bounce around passing out uh, little extra resources That's instead awesome. of taking them away. So instead of stealing yeah. them. <laughs> instead of stealing them, yeah. There you go. They there's had the right be, idea. But like, but like you said, Ben, there's like other – I remember when we were, during, when we were talking about the Halloween episode, you showed there's a Halloween 
patchwork. Like, yeah. there's gonna be like all these. There's gonna be Christmas themed like major board games like that. Like, there's there's a, a Christmas themed pa- uh, patchwork. Patchwork, yeah. I I have Animal Upon Animal Christmas Edition See? at the store. It's a little, it's uh, a little stacking game. It's, patchwork it's is the quilting game, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. Cool. I didn't know that. I I have a friend that quilts like a crazy lady at work. Yeah, and I was thinking of getting that for her. So yeah, maybe nice. I'll get her the Christmas one instead. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right, Ben, last but not least, uh, what's what's your final final holiday tra- game that you would like to see become the Mariah Carey of the tabletop? The, the, the Mariah Carey. So all I want for Christmas is a big trophy. Uh, so this is a game that you can make a trophy for your family to then pass around very similar to like the uno champion or any of these other champions you want to put out there and uh it's i think it's very fitting and i think i'll make a trophy anyway maybe not for holiday but definitely for convention season and that's because i'm gonna i'm gonna plug strike again (laughs) this is a super simple game that pairs really well with like a small little tournament. I love this game so much. It's dice in a cup. It's dice in a bowl, but it's so much fun. And when people embrace it, it becomes uh, an experience. And so we're going to, we're going to make a little trophy and we'll have like the carnage champion. That'll be the kickoff to the holiday season in the beginning of November. Nathan, please tell me that you've played strike. You know, it, it looks like, I, I, I vaguely remember a a bowling dice game from when I was a kid. I'm wondering if that's like a remake or a redo or it, it, uh, it's it's not. It, it, if if now that now that I know next next convention that we're, <laughs> that we're at, we're, we're gonna have a VCG we're gonna have a trophy AARPG strike championship. Uh-oh. Between, between your crew and our crew and and okay. we'll see who who takes on the the trophy because strike is super easy. Ben tried to tell Ben tried to pitch it to us as gladiator combat. It's gladiator combat in an arena or <laughs> dice dice in a bowl. Whatever whatever. All you do is you just chuck these dice in the into the bowl and try to get matching pairs and not run out of dice and then once you run out of dice you're 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 out uh super Sounds super like a drinking game yeah it's super super fun it's super light and yeah it it's ridiculous and you know it is a big thing at conventions right now and people play these strike tournaments and wow. i didn't even think about the strike as a as a holiday tradition game but now that i have you can have red and green dice. Oh, you can really man. theme this up. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Holiday theme strike. Yeah, Ravensburger. If you're listening, there's a market. Let's let's talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be super easy. Just change the box art. Throw some red and green dice in. Done. It's and it's super easy to teach too. Like it's like Ben was like, uh, and I've played it before. But Ben's like, have you played strike? No. Okay. This is these are the rules. Boom. You're done. And you just got to keep their dice in the, in that cup, and hopefully they match. And you just keep chucking them in until they do match, or you just want to stop. And yeah, it's uh, it's super pressure luck and a lot of a lot of fun. And here's, now here's that- one for you. Um, here's one for you for Doug. That, so you said Christmas themed board games. I actually just typed in Google Christmas themed board games. There is actually a website called ChristmasBoardGames.com. These people, 
just make Christmas themed board games. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a, an extremely niche market to be involved in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. It's like, but you're right. Like, so the, the, we have we have Christmas specific songs, Christmas specific shows, Christmas specific clothing, right. Christmas specific. And that that there is not there is a Christmas specific board. I'm game. sure you could find Christmas Monopoly and Christmas Risk oh, or something. I'm sure, but there's sure. not yeah. anything that like people Nothing, have yeah. kind of like gone around that like, like yeah. there's not something that's widely accepted in the, as the hobby quintessential as, Christmas okay, game. Yeah. When we get together, us yeah. as gamers during the holidays, we're gonna we'll be playing play. these yeah. games. That's this, you know stand. these yeah. few games like this is like an annual tradition and and i think that that needs to be a, a thing and i think we start it right now with strike sounds good i'm gonna say enchanted forest but you know like <laughs> or or happy salmon i think that's uh you know because there's not enough honestly not during the holidays like, any any of the popular card games would make excellent christmas games as well like have a little mini magic tournament why not? Everybody's got magic cards these days. They're so easy. I to don't guess. have magic cards. I've never played magic. Everybody, yeah, okay. everybody. You two need to leave the room. My, my, my <laughs> everybody's played magic. Like, my grandfather's like, like well, you're going to come over and play some magic with your granddad? No, you don't play with the old people. Old people don't need to, They have enough that's, card games of that, their own. I got that's when your grandfather. We in my day, we didn't use sleeves. <laughs> Grandpa, that's like ten thousand dollars. Please stop. Well, you don't use the expensive cards. Come on, just grab a grab a bunch of cheap, like those little like pre-made decks. Grab four or five of them and have a little magic tournament. Oh, Super easy man. game to learn. I mean, it takes no time at all to teach magic. All right, all right, mm. Doug. Remind me on our post-credit scene. I got I got a good story I want to tell you, but it's uh, oh, I'll say <laughs> all right. I got. I've got a great. I'm going to show you the uh, "I Want to Bite Your Finger" commercial. That's that. That's what I've all got. That's what I've got queued up for y'all, so that you can see see what my childhood was like growing up. Uh, this is this is the board game. These these. This is the board game that formed my love of tabletop games. Just just so that y'all know. So stick around for after the the uh, the, the post credit. I'll I'll show you for that. I'll show you that. But that's going to do it for our featured topic uh, for this episode of tabletop games that we wish were, were uh, holiday traditions. If you've got a tabletop game that uh, you play every year or that you would like to see made a uh, tradition by uh, by folks, let us know in the comments. Uh, we'd love to, to hear your suggestions and uh, we'd love to know what uh, what games that uh, you, you play during the holidays with, with your uh, family and friends. So... All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Chaotic Goodcast. It was chaotic, but it was so good. This is episode 129. We're going to be at 130 next week, which is crazy mm. to think about. Uh, I want to thank everyone that joined us live. Eric, Hungry, Waveman, Rodrigo. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me go scroll up. Cal, thank you. Jody, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, John. Uh, congratulations again to Thomas for, for winning the uh, Twilight 2000 uh, set. And uh, I'll remind folks that uh, if you haven't, uh, check out uh, uh, Nathan's, uh, the Advanced Age Role-Playing Gamers uh, on YouTube. And uh, oh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. I think that's everybody that joined us in the chat. We appreciate you. We do this show for you. So uh, we appreciate everyone that comes in and joins us in the chat and online so merry christmas 
happy holidays to everyone. This is going to be, I think, is this our, this isn't our last show of, of 2021. Uh, we still Next have one week. more one more episode to do before the end of the year, so uh, we're, we'll be looking for that. Uh, I think what we'll probably do is a resolution episode. We'll see how well we uh, stuck to Are our. Are you going to get a better resolution graphics? <laughs> no, 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 no! Like our, our New Year's resolution. Oh, not like, that yeah, kind no, of resolution. No, no, okay. there's, no, there's no resolution. Let's go. I'd be happy with 480, Ben. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how we stuck to our uh, New Year's resolutions from uh, the, the beginning of the year. Uh, I have, a, and maybe we'll we'll set New Year's uh, resolutions for uh, 2021 or 2022. 2022. <laughs> so. Yeah, who knows. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you again, Nathan, for joining us uh, this episode. Uh, appreciate you. And uh, make sure to go uh, follow Nathan and the crew on uh, Twitter and uh, subscribe to them on YouTube and be a part of their community because uh, they're doing some some great stuff. Uh, all around and they got some great uh, great cast members they there, would not so. let me enter the contest so <laughs> nope no no but no. thanks for having me it was it was super fun and i love uh, getting to meet and hang out with you guys it was, uh, it was a great experience well, hopefully, Again, hopefully in 2022 we'll be able to do it a little bit more in person so that'd be awesome that i really be. appreciate that so. all right that's gonna do it for this episode we'll see you next time Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. All right. So, Restoration Games, if you're watching this, this video or you're listening to this podcast, I want to bite your finger. It needs to be remade. I'm going to show you what, what you're dealing with. This is the game that shaped my tabletop uh, my tabletop love of the hobby. I'm going to uh, bring it up right now. Uh, you you all can uh, witness this. This is it right here. Like, look at this. This what? is right here. Okay, here, here we oh go. Here we go. What is this? I think the volume is up. Okay, so let me know if you can hear the volume. That's Hasbro. I wonder if they still own that. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure they do. What what, what, oh what, what child wouldn't want to get into the, the board game and tabletop hobby after that? After that, yeah, <laughs> for sure, yeah. That Crazy. is absurd. How to make a god? <laughs> well, so I can. I don't know if I. I don't know if I told. Did I tell you guys a story about my uh, my neighbor who was uh, refurbishing houses? Did I tell you this story yet? I don't think so. Okay. Well, this is. They, they think that this will be. This will be cringeworthy for you, Ben. I mean, you're gonna. So he, so he oh knows boy. all of the things about like antique wood and stuff like that. So what he does is, say so he takes, they, what he does is he tears down like helps tear down like houses, and then he'll take out these, you know, you know, virgin slats of wood that they are just going to throw. away. It's like you don't understand. This is every square foot of this is is like thirty bucks each. So he will take these out and peel out the nails like these old, you know, nails on there, and. 
And then what he'll do is, so he was doing that and, uh, and, and they were at this old house that used to be kind of like a, an orphanage type house above, up in Northern Vermont. And, and he says, uh, yeah, this was an old, old house. It's from like the late 1800s. And, um, and I said, when, and he goes, yeah. And I was finding all kinds of stuff in there, like in those, in, in between the woods, you know, in between the boards, we found like some old toys and stuff like that. And I said, Oh man, if you find any, if you ever, if you ever find any comic books, you know, let me know. I was like, we found a few. We threw them away. I was like, you would know, man. Don't ever, ever do that again. Don't, <laughs> oh, no. comic, just let me know. Throw it away gold. Like, um, and then he comes back and like two, a couple of days later, I said, did you find anything? Well, no, we found some old, you know, milk jugs and stuff like that. But, you know, it's like um, we didn't find any comic books. I mean, we found some old baseball cards, but we threw those away. I'm like, you need to throw old baseball cards. Like, Breaking oh. Doug's heart. <laughs> and then and he said, Hank, what do you mean? He's like, baseball cards? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't like them, though. I mean, these things are so old. They were like drawings of people. They weren't even pictures of people. No. I'm like, you don't understand, man. <laughs> no concept Why? of what that is worth. <laughs> oh my god probably threw away millions of dollars <laughs> or well probably a couple hundred a, grand he, more wanted, likely, like, yeah. he knew about barn board he knew how expensive barn board was that's the thing though you never know like one person's trash is another person's treasure yeah, <laughs> yeah my dad threw away all my uh old star wars stuff uh of course i, yeah. I left it there for like decades but uh it was in the attic you know collecting rat droppings so, yeah. yeah, happened to all my old transformer no, stuff you know, too i had every I, gen I, one transformer right I, I i made that promise i like i made it like a promise to myself to my girls that i'm not gonna throw away any of their toys because i don't know if that doc mcstuffins toy that she has now which means nothing to me in 30 years it's gonna you never know so much you, know. you never know too when they go they get they grow up they leave they get married they have their own families and then they come home and they, all they want to see is that one thing from their childhood that they put away in a box yeah. when they turn 15 or whatever. Yeah. And they just, oh my God, that's their entire childhood in one toy. And you've tossed it. Yeah. Millennium Falcon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I had a Millennium Falcon as well. One of those great big no. plastic monsters. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. I had yeah. so many. I, I had that little troop transport that had the uh, the audio cues on it and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah so many pieces of that stuff like i had the old tie fighter the x-wing i had all of that stuff uh, and it's all gone you know what's random there's so many like if you go on ebay some like some of those vintage toys from the early 80s and mid 80s that some of them are like super expensive and some of them are like why isn't this expensive like <laughs> right. you know? well, a lot of the collectors if it's not a canon piece like if it was just something that was you know drawn up for sale or whatever like the initial the troop transport originally never appeared in any any movie or show or anything like yeah, that, yeah. that i'm aware of yeah. it was just a cool looking toy and i thought it was really neat and i thought well this is really nice yeah so i my i asked my mom and dad for it and they got it for me but like i never saw that i've seen it since i remember i think it's it would think it was in the mandalorian actually didn't it they that was the first appearance of it i think on yeah. screen anyway if, yep. as far yep. as i know first first canon appearance was on but, yeah, the mandalorian like, I re- I remember um, when I got that, everybody was like, well, that's a, that's not in Star Wars. And I was like, I don't know. It's got, it came in a Star Wars box. I'm assuming it's Star Wars. It's really cool. It has C-3PO's voice on it and a bunch of Stormtrooper stuff. Yeah, I mean, like for like, like if, you, if you go on eBay and you type in like, 
you know, RoboForce. I mentioned RoboForce twice in this. Like, <laughs> what what is up with it? Like, are, are, do you so, own anyway, like, so like a, a RoboForce like IP? Is that what you're? Robo, they should be a RoboForce role playing game. Can freely like market like RoboForce. <laughs> they can't market everything, Bernie. But like, but if you go mask, mask like is super expensive. Funny anything with mask, insectors aren't that expensive. He Man, not so much. Sectors were only like one season. Wheeled Warriors, you got to sell a kidney to even like get a piece of a Wheeled Warrior. It's really? weird. I don't understand what's, why some. Hmm. What's the, what's the the toy that, that that had like the holographic like image on the front? Do you Visionaries? remember those? Visionaries, yeah. yeah. That's what Knights were. of the yeah. Magical Light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they yeah, had the uh, hologram Beast. you could turn. Yeah. 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 Battle beasts are aren't that expensive. Yep. Battle beasts. Well, if you buy them complete, battle beasts sometimes are. And, there, and there's certain ones. There's certain like there's certain variations of of battle beasts that are. Yeah. See now now you're kind of tapping into to because <laughs> yeah. battle you beasts are actually going part now. of the whole Transformers like lore because they appeared in in one of the Headmasters cartoons episodes. Right. But like there's certain like figures that were not made in large quantities for battle beasts that are super highly. Uh, that could be it. Like yeah, it. like there's, you know, like you're saying, like some transformers, some vintage transformer pieces aren't that expensive, or some. Yeah, it, it dep- really depends on who. Again, it depends what on series who, number, what generation they are. It, it depends on, on the condition. It depends on you know if it's complete with all, because there's certain transformers mm-hmm. that had certain pieces that that they get they got lost immediately. Like there's like <laughs> certain weapons and certain gun. I mean, just like the you know the Star Wars like figures. There's certain star wars figures that like you lost the gun for and, and yeah everything right away and that and was like, so easy to do <laughs> even, even where yeah, even where the star wars figures were made can affect the the pricing like if they're made in hong kong they're they're not as uh desirable as the ones that were printed uh in singapore and like yeah because of the imprint marks on them they're different it's it's crazy i don't think i had a single star wars jedi figure whose lightsaber was straight they were, I you pop lost, up the lightsaber, they're all they're all like mm-hmm. I lost all of my lightsabers. I lost all my lightsabers immediately and I replaced them with toothpicks that I used colored marker <laughs> on. <laughs> I nice. would I would I'd take Why a toothpick and shove that up there. Now it's a little sharp thing that I can poke my brother with. So <laughs> I used to swap out the toys from the, the uh, weapons from G.I. Joe. Because I wanted my stormtroopers to have Uzis. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had snake eyes appear in a few of my uh, homegrown nice. Star Wars episodes. <laughs> I can I can get behind that for sure. The for sure. the one the one toy that I never really got that I had a few friends that had it was Captain Power. Does anyone remember that? Yep. Captain yeah. Power. Captain that was, uh, Power. Yeah. Yes, it would interact with the VHS tapes, and you would score points. And it was the, like a at video the end of game. The show, you had to figure. fly down the trench and shoot the lights. As yes, you went. Yep. yes. Oh I ah, uh, I want those. I still Sven want those. Sven Thorson as Tank. He was awesome. That man is that man has been in so many movies. Just Google that man. It's 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 absurd. He's in Conan, the original Conan with mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like yeah. he's been in dozens of franchises and just nobody knows who he is but he's there actually most of the early 80s 90s arnold schwarzenegger movies had do you guys remember this let me show this toy but it was one of these things that i remember like there was weird sometimes i'll see something like oh i remember that and then i then i'll find it on ebay and get it you guys remember this this i can't remember the name of the 
I always love seeing what Barney's gonna bring out. Yeah, from I always this has the coolest stuff Barney. that he brings back. Yeah, it's almost like he like he plans this. Like, right, he, he's he actually been on like, eBay for the past three weeks, like yeah. grabbing random he's toys. Like, how do I, how can I get this to pop up in the episode so I can bring this out? <laughs> yeah, how can I? <laughs> You guys remember the Tommy robots, Oh, I had right? two of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, Dingbot. But this is the one I was wanting to show you guys. Do you remember these things? What were they called? Starcom. Starcom. Oh, yeah. They had the little magnetic uh, feet, yeah, and they'd so have, like, little buttons that you would... And oh, like, yeah. 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 I had and that. And these guys had the little magnetic Yeah. They, I they totally like, forgot about those. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. That's the amazing thing with toys from that era, though. So many lines came and went in a single season. Yeah, that people don't even think about or remember or haven't thought about in decades, and then when you bring him out, like look what happened with Ben. He's like, oh my god, I had that. Yeah, I have Brian Brave Star, yeah, Marshall Brave Star, yeah, even Thunder the Barbarian and all that stuff too. Oh, yeah. Captain Caveman, all those. I had I had figures for Captain Caveman. Really? Mm-hmm. You can see all, along the top there. I have all a bunch of Star Wars stuff in boxes, but I have to say that uh, this is my favorite guy. Oh my god! You know, do you know what this is? No, I have no. Is is that from Monsters? No, no it's from from the Tick. Oh, oh okay. the Tick. Uh, it's yeah. That was a fun. I got oh a tip. This is like the funniest episode of any cartoon. Ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have to I have to find a link for you because it's I don't know. I, I cry laugh every time I watch it. <laughs> Silverhawks. Wow, yeah. Silverhawks. Silverhawks and Sectars and Visionaries, actually. When those when that whole thing came out, it was all they were basically trying to capitalize on He-Man's success, I think, more than anything. Yeah. Because they all had very similar sort of world building going on. Sectars not so much. Sectars actually they had quite the comic run. They had a, a uh, they did eight or well, eight or ten episode or eight or ten issue comic run. That that was another thing in the eighties. Like you put out a toy line, and you put out comics along with it. You, yeah. you you know that was that was that was your free marketing. Yeah, that that was get the, the kids would buy the comics, and then at Christmas time you'd release a toy line, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, mommy, I have to have this." And it's funny because we don't really have that anymore. Like comics yeah. aren't really the like, comics aren't so much aimed at children anymore, right? And we we don't really even do we have like TV shows that are aimed at like oh yeah well there's well here this is this is the this is the most beautiful thing I was like one of my uh, one of the interviews I had on it was somebody was talking about that with well, this whole issue with Comics Gate and whatnot blah 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 and people like oh people like comics the comics are dying comics are dying and the and the answer was like no the comics oh. you were reading were dying because they're yes. misogynistic and blah 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 but you can buy comics like there's one here Bug Boys which is I just read this. This is an amazing comic that is just, it's, it's like that. This lady did the storyboarding for Adventure Time, and she created a, uh, a a comic, a comic book. So this is for anyone. There's no superheroes in here. I think the idea of like the you know like cross promotion, you still get it from, um, f- you know the Barbie comics or My yeah. Little Pony comics. There's yeah. like there's yeah, I guess the My Little Pony. It's like, yeah, those are the kind of the ones that Barney has are the kind of comics that are taking over the comics industry. Yeah, where it's not necessarily a superhero genre or a superhero universe or something like that. They're they're little like this is the world. These are the characters in this world. They're doing their thing. They're not connected to anything else. Right. 
like that's like where companies like marvel and dc are like how do you how do you do that <laughs> yeah exactly because everything they put out has to connect to something yeah because yeah. you gotta market it right. yeah. absolutely uh-huh. george lucas taught him that that's right yeah, yeah. all right i guess that's gonna do it for for this episode hopefully we get uh some 80s nostalgia gifts for christmas or something i don't know we'll see uh trying to think if i asked for anything for christmas that was no i don't have it i don't have any well it'd be interesting to see what uh what santa delivers this this year for because i don't think there's much on my list for for 80s nostalgia or for uh, gaming to be honest with you You i picked up pretty much everything that was on my list this, this year yeah, I didn't ask for a darn thing when it comes to gaming this year. So no, we're we're getting a new sound bar for the TV as the family oh, the family's yeah. gift. Yeah, and and then it's just little gifts on top of that, like right. clothes and that sort of yeah. thing. It's pretty pretty basic. I'm at that I look age now. To socks where now. yeah, <laughs> literally, Good I'm, socks. I'm the same. Good. I look socks. forward to stuff like that. Yes. I don't I don't need to have 85 surprise presents under my tree anymore. Just give me some quality stuff. So yeah. I have I have separated my sock drawer: good socks and bad <laughs> socks. And like, if I ever run out of good socks, like that's a bad day for me. There's the game we need to find for him, Ben. Good socks, uh, right. bad socks. Good socks, bad socks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk out. to some designers. We'll, <laughs> we'll make this happen. I think well, they have that game. silly throwing burrito game. I'm sure we could come up with socks. Right. You know what though? But make it like I said, work socks and weekend socks. <laughs> Can it be a legacy game? Because eventually they end yes. up in the dryer and you never. Eventually, see them again. Yeah. and they go, they go away. Yeah, you got. That could be a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, you have to keep yeah. them. You have to make sure you get them safely out of the dryer. <laughs> oh, yeah. There there you go. Go. Spin the wheel, and if it comes up on missing sock, you have to remove a random sock. <laughs> and we will absolutely make a holiday themed expansion so this Absolutely. can be the game this we play be, with our family every we, year there you go we so, collectively we, might be we the, will do it we, we will, will be the mariah it. carey of christmas from now on <laughs> all i want for christmas is us let's do it <laughs> we will be the mariah carey of christmas yes <laughs> because okay so i i this is one thing that that that, that uh, we all have to realize like now christmas is basically a, the time of year where Mariah, Mariah Carey gets millions of dollars every December. Yeah, she does literally nothing during Li- Christmas time. Breaks in royalties hand over fist because of her <laughs> Christmas album and that 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 song. Like, since it's become like a traditional quote unquote traditional Christmas song now, all she does every year is wait until Christmas and she rakes in millions of dollars for that yeah. one song and well, you think I'm would it be millions at this point I'm, i don't know it is millions i'm telling yes, you okay. right now right. between her and then michael <laughs> bubbly and all the other ones Bublé. plenty of music Bublé. no because music. because mariah carey that that all i want for a christmas song has has totally transcended christmas like that is oh, this okay. generation's like you ask the high school kids what a christmas carol is they're going to tell you that is all I want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Oh, I'm the telling you, it, man. I'm the way I'm getting, man. That's uh, this is <laughs> this is what's wrong with society. We let's get our let's get our old man hats on. We need to create the Mariah Carey <laughs> Christmas board game and have just rake in, yeah, tens of dollars, every tens year, of dollars in royalties. You know, in royalties, because we all know board game yeah. royalties are massive. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll call work socks, cut. work socks, and weekend socks, and then there'll be an expansion where like. Christmas stockings. Look at look at ugly Christmas sweaters. 
people were like, oh, I have a sweater yes. that my grandma made me, and it's hideous. That now was an industry. Thing. Exactly. Now no, it's a whole thing, industry. Yeah. When I was growing up. <laughs> Nobody yeah. in their right mind would wear <laughs> Would wear an ugly <laughs> Christmas sweater, would they? Especially for their generation. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> Edith wanted us to talk about something. What did Edith want us to talk about? Oh, she's oh, trying just, to sell I just, I just wanted, yeah. yeah, if if, uh, if any of you guys are uh, still waiting and need some Christmas gifts, uh, she's got uh, a side business that uh, she's... Oh, the Mary Kay. Yeah, Mary so Kay. she can hook you up. So just, just letting you know if, if your loved ones would like uh, some, some uh, health and beauty uh, products... Uh, Doug's getting some foundation this year. <laughs> you know what, though? Stuff too. I watched I watched that episode where you guys were talking, but you were you, I don't think it was the pricing episode. You guys were sitting together, and she was going through uh, her her face regimen or whatever for the day. And at the end of that, uh, we were I was chatting with her for a little bit, and uh, I did end up getting in touch with the Mary Kay rep around here, and I got a couple of things. Oh, nice! And, and they were pretty good. <laughs> I haven't I haven't used any of them since, but, but they were they were pretty good. <laughs> pretty pretty solid. Pretty good. I'm all natural. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. We will see you all next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and for watching all uh, to, to all of you that watched this far and watched all this. Uh, this why? Why? Why they do? Oh, we don't. Know. Know. You know what? We didn't ask them, Ben. What is their favorite Christmas carol? No, oh, we're not answering true. that. Do they know it's board game time at all? <laughs> all right, that's that's it. We're we're calling it. <laughs>